Welcome, everybody, to another episode of JNR Basketball. I'm John, joined by Ronnie. The NBA season is officially over. This is our season finale, so thank you for joining us. And Ronnie, what a season it was. Yeah, thanks for me, too. You know, this was our first season doing this podcast, and we just appreciate everybody that's tuned in so far. But yeah, let's uh, let's get to the, the season finale right here. What would you like to talk let's about? Let's do it. Yeah, I wanted to talk about some surprises that occurred during the season, whether they be good, whether they be bad, but just what kind of caught you off guard? And I have a list of a couple of things, and I'd love to hear your opinions on some of these. So sure. the first one, being an anti-Lakers fan, was the Lakers season. The Lakers finished the season 33-49. and 49. A pretty miserable season. Uh, the year before, they were 42 and 30. So they made changes in the offseason. They brought Russell, Russell Westbrook. Wow, that was hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Russell Westbrook on board and they lost more games. So, you know, what, what's going on with the Lakers? Are they broken? Their head coach was fired. It just, it was kind of a mess of a situation for them. Oh, yeah. And I just love seeing it. I know we've talked about this before, the Laker hate, yeah. but, um, <laughs> they, they looked bad. They looked old and, the team that Anthony Davis so desperately wanted to get away from looked so much better. You wonder if he looks back and regrets that choice. And they're they're still an old team. They're going to be an old team. There's no help coming for these guys. I don't know what they're going to look like next season. They can't look like this if they expect to win. Um, so that was a big, you know, that was a good, a good disappointment, a bad, uh, a good surprise, a bad surprise. I don't know, depending on where you sit on things, but it was interesting to see how badly they floundered in a West that was pretty winnable. Yeah, they almost had the chance to get into the the, uh, what is it called again for the playoffs? The the play in the, the play in games. Yep, they barely made that. You know, they just they just missed it. You know, so they couldn't even make that though. With and with that team, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony, even you know, I I still think he's good, even though he's super old. You know. But just they had like this super team. They were predicted. They were at the beginning of the year. They were second best to best odds to win the championship, and they didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even make the play in. And so yeah, with with this team that looks so good on paper, what can you do? You know, like what I think they were just lacking defense. Really, whenever I was watching them, they and the lack of motivation. Really, it just it seemed like LeBron didn't want to get back on D and. Um, AD was really hurt, so he, he couldn't really run too hard back on D. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. I I have no idea what what they could do to improve the roster. They just need to improve themselves. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough year for them this year, I think, as well. Do you think Russell Westbrook puts on a Lakers jersey again, or are they gonna try to get rid of him uh, during the off season? I think they'll keep him. I I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Like, what else are you going to do with him? I mean, yeah, he, yeah. I don't know that there's a lot of takers for him. Yeah, he has this huge contract, and is, doesn't he? Isn't he signed up for like three years with them? And even uh, you know, what? I'm not sure. I, I, I do think he has a couple of years left, and that was their their goal was, hey, let's yeah. create this this team with three superstars. I, I it was interesting that Vegas had them as a second favorite to win because on paper they're a good team five, ten years ago, um, mm-hmm. I feel right. like there was some some bias there. Yeah. They, they're old. They they cannot stay healthy a full season. They won the title in 2020, and they have not looked like a championship team since. Well, that that's – and the same thing happened to Golden State Warriors too, if you think about it. You know, they, they had that horrible season, and they came back to win another championship. So maybe yeah, the same true. will happen to the Lakers too. Yeah, you never know. 
You never know. But that was I was happy to see the Lakers. So that was one of my surprises. Uh, one of the other ones that I, I really liked seeing was the rebound of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They made the play-in game. They did not make the actual playoffs out in the East, but they have just such a talented young core of players. In 2021, they finished 22-50. and 50. This yeah. year, they won 44 games. They doubled the amount of games that they won from the previous season and looked pretty good doing it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this team. I don't know too much about them, but yeah, that's awesome because you you remember, you know, when LeBron played for them and it seems like ever since he left, this team has just been crap, you know, so it's good to yeah. finally see them have a, a decent season. Um, Kevin Love is still on that team, so I, I wonder if he's going to keep continue playing for them, but yeah, it seems like they're putting together something decent down there, so we'll see what happens. And I think Garland has some of the best hair in the NBA. Uh, I think I said yeah. that during the playing game as well. But, you know, as a bald man, I am envious of other men's hair. I'm not afraid to admit it. And he, he just always looked so cool with his hair. So very jealous of his hair. Uh, but it's a very talented young team. And I think that they're only going to continue to get better as long as they keep making smart draft picks and, and continue to build internally. You know, that's one of the things you look at Golden State. They built that team through the draft. They yeah. kept those players and built their a team around them. But their core was all built from the draft. So mm-hmm. maybe Cleveland could do the same thing, have a successful team uh, for, for several, several years. Uh, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I'm not a huge LeBron fan, uh, so it, I have to root for the team that he left, kind of kind of in the basement there. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Colin? It was cool to see him. Sorry, have have you seen Colin no, Sexton's hair though? Because that's pretty nice. <laughs> I, I and, can't plus he say has that an amazing. There's he has a, an amazing last name too, Sexton. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I have not seen his hair. There's there's a lot of a lot of good hair in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, even with uh, even within the Cavaliers, there's some some good hair. Some yeah. Good hair guys. So yeah. Kevin Love is not in consideration. I'm sorry, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And yet, just, so they just can't do it. I don't know what they're going to do. Do you think, do you know of any moves that they're looking to do or trades? Or I know they had Rashan Rondo, Rashan, Rajan Rondo. Sorry, it's been a long time since I've seen his name. And, uh, you know, he had that gun incident. I don't know if you remember me telling you about yeah. that. So, <laughs> that was kind yeah. of funny where he, I supposedly he was playing a video game with like, <laughs> yeah, was it, I don't know if it was wife's or girlfriend's son. And then, yeah. I don't know, something happened where he, he got mad and then he started yelling and everything. They went outside to his car and then came back in with a gun. Escalated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Video game time was over. You know, you, you yeah. remember that as a kid. All right, I turn mean, off yeah. the games. It's time for dinner. That's what happened. He, he's a grown man and he said, no, I'm going to continue playing video games and I'm going to go get my gun. It's probably playing. To show you how much of a man I am. You probably playing playing NBA games. 2K and they probably did a simulation where <laughs> yeah, probably. the visitor person just unexpectedly <laughs> beat him, you know. <laughs> Oh, Rajon Rondo. I don't think he's going to be on the team next year, but he's not a major contributor no. uh, on that team anymore. So it was, oh, these guys sometimes they do the craziest <laughs> things. That's crazy, yeah. No, but so yeah, they're further starters. They have Garland, they have Allen, Sexton, Mobley, and Mark Cannon. Mark Cannon. So oh, and Oka Okora, he started sixty-one games. So those are like their their core guys right there. Who's D Wade? Oh, Dean Wade. 
He's a backup. <laughs> Who's D Wade? Dwayne Wade? So you don't know who back. that is, but D Wade. Yeah. Like he came it. back just well, I'm looking at the picture of Dean Wade right now. There is no way anyone would ever get him confused with Dwayne <laughs> yeah. Wade for so many reasons. But... He's a tall six nine white dude with a beard. So yeah. yeah. He's not gonna be confused. But the, yeah. The Cleveland Cavaliers had a great season, doubled the amount of wins. I don't think they'll double the amount of wins again. I don't think they'll win 88 games for, for a lot of reasons, um, but they had a great year. I, I expect them to kind of continue to improve as those young guys mature and, and they look good in the playing game. And, you know, here's hoping the best for them. Yeah. One of the the negative surprises, well, this is a couple of negative ones on here, was, was James Harden. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a short tenure with the Nets, he was traded to the 76ers because of the, the Ben Simmons drama, and he just, he looked overweight. He looked sluggish. He looked slow. He looked bad. Yeah. And that was so shocking to see because not that long ago, he was one of the most dominant players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to him? It does seem like he was very overweight and sluggish. And it's, he doesn't have that step to drive to the hoop. You know, I mean, everyone's keeping up with him. And the one thing that I saw that he lost was the ability to get calls when he drove to the rim. The refs weren't calling anything for him. So I, I wonder what was going on with that this year. It just seemed totally different. But then when he took a step back, too, he wasn't making his threes like he wasn't either, too. And you would think that just adding size and weight wouldn't affect the shot like, like it did this year, but it sure did. Yeah, you know, I, I went to Arizona State. James Harden is from Arizona State. So I, I've watched this guy pretty much his entire career from you know being sixth man on, on the Oklahoma City Thunder mm-hmm. to winning the MVP to, to where he is now. I don't know if he has the drive, the motivation to improve, or if he's just happy collecting that money. So he he has a player option. He can opt out if he wants to. And I read that the Sixers are trying to extend him. If I'm James Harden, I'm trying to get as much time and money out of that deal because I don't think he hits the open market. He'll There'll be a lot of takers, especially in the $40 million range that he's at right now. Yeah, he didn't make a, a good... Um... He didn't sell himself this year, you know what I'm saying? He didn't make a, oh, I can't even think of the word, a good case for himself. That's what I was trying to say. Right. So I don't know if he'll opt out. I imagine he won't, and he'll try to get an extension. And it's in Philadelphia's best interest. Well, I guess you could make that argument. You know, they traded away a lot of pieces basically to unload Simmons and to bring him in. Do you you let him walk and just drop all of that? Basically, it's a huge waste. Or do you extend him? and hope that he improves and helps your team win some basketball games. So they're in a tough spot there. I certainly wouldn't want to be in that spot. But James Harden, a huge disappointment to me this year after, like I said, being so dominant in the past. It just – it was it was weird. It was watching oh, yeah. like a different a different guy. So I, I wasn't happy about that. But Well, let, let's go over to the Nets too. I mean they have Durant, Irving, and Ben Simmons, right? So do you think yeah. that they're going to keep their team together? Because they were predicted to win no the way. championship this year. But Simmons... Oh, they were the favorites. Yeah. Okay. He, he, Simmons didn't even play this year. So what do you do with that team? I mean, do you, do, you, do you just say, okay, well, even though you didn't play, you should be healed up and then and then we'll be good to go next year? Or is a team going to fall apart and Simmons is going to be stuck on this crappy team next year? Yeah. I mean, Kyrie's doing what Kyrie does best and, and trying to get himself traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen gr- grumblings about that. I can't imagine KD wants to stick around because he also, you know, once you switch teams once, feel like you're just like, hey, let me switch again. Yeah, hey, let me switch again. Yep. So I, I don't know. I don't know what that team's going to look like. I've seen, it's, 
I've seen some rumors. It's sort of just a, a yeah, I've, I've probably oh, seen the same rumors. Go ahead. Let's <laughs> yeah, hear yeah. Let's hear your rumors. I've seen some rumors about Durant trying to get to Phoenix, but uh, I, I don't really want that to happen. I don't want to win like that, you know, but we'll see. You say that until you win like that. And then you're like, oh, you know, it's not so bad. I mean, yeah, it'd be it's cool to so see bad. the Suns actually win something. But it's even if we have Durant, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the Suns are never going to win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> not in my lifetime. Yeah. Not until they move cities. Not. not until they move to like Vegas or something. Then they'll start winning. The Las Vegas Suns. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens with the Suns. You know, the whole Robert Sarver drama. Yeah. If they're forced to sell. I can't. This has been a fairly successful market historically. I mean, I've, I've been to a few Suns games here and there, and they're always well attended. Even when we were bad, they they still had a pretty decent attendance. Yep. Um, but the fan base here is very fair weather. I mean, go Absolutely. to a Diamondbacks game, and it's like a ghost town. Yeah, or a WNBA the game. Diamondbacks <laughs> have been bad. Yeah, the Diamondbacks have been bad for a long time, which certainly doesn't help their case. But yeah, we're a very fair weather fan base here in Phoenix. And if the Suns get bad, I the fan base will leave again. But I, I don't know that you would have a lot of takers that it's going to be a better situation for a franchise, an NBA franchise in Phoenix. You know what's tough is that we're a melting pot. So every time that we play a team like, I don't know, LA, an LA team, for example, a lot of people from California have moved here to Arizona because, you know, California has horrible traffic and cost of living is so high. So we get a bunch of LA people to move here. And then like half the stadium is filled up with LA fans against our yeah. home, home team, Phoenix Suns. So it kind of sucks. It's It sucks from a fan perspective, but from a ownership and selling tickets perspective, you're like, yeah, let's get more yeah. California teams in here. We're selling tickets. Yep. It's the same way with the Coyotes when they're miserable. You know, the, the Red Wings come to town and the stadium's red. Yep, um, absolutely. The Blackhawks come to town and, and the stadium's, you know, half yep. Chicago guys weren't for them. So it, it happens, but you're right. Phoenix is a very big melting pot. Or a lot of people Cardinals. relocated here. The Cardinals is the same way. That's ridiculous. I mean, if you, I, I like every I would go, time went to a Cardinals Cowboys game, and it was it was like I was in Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, it was it's absolutely insane. But it's because most well, it's like a Philadelphia game, a Pittsburgh game, um, Detroit Lions game. Anytime you're playing against a team with crappy weather, it's usually half the half the stadium is filled <laughs> up with the opposing yeah the opposing team because <laughs> everyone moves from those states to Arizona and. I think Arizona is like one of the fastest growing cities ever. Well, states and Phoenix being the yeah no no Ari- the city, city of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to correct myself, but I'm stumbling all over my words. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful state of Phoenix and the beautiful city of Arizona. <laughs> the um, yes, I, I agree. It, it is rough when those teams come to town because of the way the stadium looks, but. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Kevin Durant <laughs> winning a championship that way. Is that where we yeah, were going Yeah, Ben Simmons and That's something like that. Ben Simmons. Yeah, Brooklyn yeah, yeah. Nets okay. being, keeping them together. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets were the favorite. So the Brooklyn Nets were the favorite to win the season, and Ben Simmons never took the court. And I think you sent me the tweet where it was like an Onion Sports. It said after they were eliminated that Ben Simmons is finally ready to play or something <laughs> yeah. stupid like that. That's the way it had to have felt if you're a Nets fan. It's like, why isn't this dude on the court? What is taking so long? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. He's supposed to be this amazing defender, and that's exactly what they needed, and they didn't get anything from him. How much did he make this year just sitting on the bench, you know, like $10 million or something stupid like that? Oh, you think he made $10 million? It was, it's something crazy. I was, I was, I would guess he made significantly more than that. Yeah. I was going low. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's that's the life of an NBA player, right? You get hurt, you still get paid, and oh, my back hurts. It's not I can't too play. Shabby. Why would you not want to play if you're him? That just that's so frustrating to me. Like you, you're playing one of the best games in the world. All you have to do is just play ball and just have fun out there. And he doesn't even want to. He doesn't even want to give it a try. So oh, I'm not right in the head. I, I, yeah, yeah, you're not right in the I, head. You, <laughs> you and I have disagreed on this a, a few times, but I, at the end of the day, they don't want to go out there and injure themselves and prevent themselves from being able to make more money down the road. Like I wouldn't go to work and do something dangerous because of the love of my job. At the end of the day, it's it's a job. Yes, it's a game, but you got to – I don't know. I, I, I see your point. It is just a game, but if he hurts himself and he never gets a, signs another contract, then why – why would he do that? Why would he put himself in that position? Well, but then you're building your reputation like uh, Anthony Davis, you know, like is, would you want to pay this guy to have him on a bench? You know, just, I mean, Anthony no one... Davis got paid. So it doesn't, if you can, <laughs> he did. if you can ball, you're still going to get that contract because somewhere some GM is going to be like, you know what? It'll be different here. So then do you, I think the same would happen to Harden then. It's going to be some GM out there who is like, well, he's hardened. So oh, totally. Yeah. Pay him everything I, that I he agree. wants. And I think that's what's going to happen in Philadelphia. He's going to get going to get some big money. Yeah. And he's going to be a shell of his former self. And 76er fans are going to be like, why did we pay him? <laughs> yeah. I, I have that worry with Chris Paul in the Phoenix Suns. They paid him a lot of money and he looked very broken down at the end of the year. Well, and it's not going to get better. Now we know that He's COVID stuff, older. so we'll we'll see how the beginning of the year yeah, is. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. That that impacted this season a lot was some of the COVID protocols and some of the teams getting COVID. Uh, you mentioned you read an article related to the Suns and COVID. If you want to elaborate on that, yeah. So basically, there's some rumors going around. Um, nothing can really be too confirmed, but um, during Game Six, one of the head coaches uh, he tested positive for COVID. Um, and then some of the Suns players uh, later on um, towards Game 7 said they started having symptoms or, you know, weren't really feeling good, but they didn't really necessarily bring it up to the team or they, I don't know, it's it's really, there's a, a, a lot of gray in this situation. You know? So it's kind of hard to tell, like, what's correct and what's not. Um, but basically, the Phoenix Suns had COVID for the last game. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it's coming down to. They couldn't even do their exiting interviews. They had to do like everything on Zoom calls later on because after game seven, they tested positive for for all these things, you know. So we're really looking to see what's going to happen with the Suns and see if there's any punishments. Jonathan doesn't think so. I, I still think there's going to be something, to, some sort of like we're going to lose a draft pick or something like that. I don't know, but... Yeah, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they did. Because I think if you do, then you could literally look at any team across the NBA and find some case where they did something very similar or, or they violated the protocols yeah. and, and they had a player get sick or, or something like that. I, I, you know, we talked about this before. Luca was sick at the start of the series. Mm -hmm. Maybe he had COVID and passed it to the Suns. Right. You don't know. There's too much, you know, contact tracing is difficult to do, especially when these guys are traveling across the country. And sweating all over each other. Yeah, exactly. So I'll read part of the article. It says, with their season on the line, the Suns were destroyed at home by Dallas Mavericks. We remember that, 123-90 to 90, on May 15th. One Phoenix assistant coach, Brian Gates, tested positive after Game 6 and missed the final game. While at least some of the other Suns members indicated to colleagues they were feeling well, or, I'm sorry, they weren't feeling well prior to Game 7. 
one player and four staffers tested positive the day after Game 7. So, yeah, it's just interesting to see. And it, it kind of explains, you know, how Chris Paul and maybe some of the other players were picked were playing that game you know because they, they looked horrible they people were saying that chris paul looked injured and yeah he definitely didn't look like himself along with some of the other players they just didn't have that so chris energy chris paul had COVID earlier this in the season I, I was fairly confident well even though you get it once um you could still get it twice i have a few friends no, that no, have yeah, it twice. yeah you can get it twice but i don't think you can get it twice that quickly i don't think it's like oh i got COVID. i'm better now ah oh, i came back <laughs> i got it again Sure, I think can. there has to be a couple of months between there, and I don't. I don't think there was. So you get COVID nineteen, and I, right after you get COVID twenty. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about COVID twenty. Yeah. So yeah, the the season impact the COVID had definitely had an impact on this season. There were there was lots of players across the league that missed time because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it limited coaching staff. It limited a lot of different things. Uh, I'm glad they didn't have to go into a bubble. I'm glad they were able to have have the season. Yeah. But it, it's going to still impact that, and we might see it again next year. Man. We still yeah. might see teams that have COVID. Well, then go. Uh, I imagine we'll see less, but mm-hmm. it's it's still going to be there. Going back to what you were saying about um, Luca being sick, so let's say if they didn't follow protocol correctly, and then Luca gets sick, so and then I mean that affects their playoff run too, you know. So the Suns should definitely be punished if they didn't follow the correct pro- protocol. I think they should just be punished. Anyways, because of the way they ended their season, and and uh, <laughs> God, I hate the Suns right now. Um, I wanted, <laughs> I also want to bring up to the point, like who else was behind this? Like who knew about it, and who prevented the players from going into the protocol? Like let's say if the M, like someone in the NBA, someone who runs the NBA, found out about it, but you can't let it affect the the last part of the season. You know, the the team that had the best record in the league, so you have them play anyways. You don't want to affect your TV ratings, you know, for the the channel that was on, and you, you all this money that's involved for commercials and stuff. So, who was behind all of this, really? You know, it's, I think it could turn into a real big investigation, and uh, yeah, let, let's see if this blows up to something more. I think it'll be a bigger deal once the season gets going for for the Suns next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll hear anything else about it. I think you'll hear some some more articles like this, some more speculation. Yeah. But I think the NBA doesn't want to talk about COVID at all. They don't want it to impact the games. So I, I'm not saying that they were involved with covering this up. Um, I just don't know that there was enough enough to warrant even trying to cover something up. Some players got sick. You didn't test them. When did they get COVID? If they tested positive, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm glad. Glad they were able to play. I hope next season there's less COVID in, around and, and we can see more. Uh, you know, you're talking about Luca and the Suns. Uh, one of the surprises that I have on my list is just how bad Luca was on defense and how <laughs> they were able to expose him. Yeah. And you wonder how that's going to play into the future. Teams kind of saw the blueprint of, okay, well, we can just attack Luca. He mm-hmm. kind of gets frustrated sometimes and he's going to respond in one or two ways. He's either just going to be dialed in and knock down every single shot or he's going to play like a whiny little girl and not make any shots. So, you know, flip a coin. You can attack him defensively and see how he responds. And it was Golden State that played against him too and they definitely took advantage of that. They they saw that weakness. Yeah, they they really exposed him badly and, you know, we we didn't really get a chance to see it too much against the Suns but then once the Warriors played against him, they are like, all right, we we saw how bad you played defense against the Suns. 
let's go. <laughs> and they just went at him. They did. And Andrew Wiggins was, you know, on the offensive side, trying to slow him down. He is, he is a very good basketball player, Luca. Mm-hmm. As much as I, I dislike him because of what he did to the Suns, yeah. he is an offensive powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And he just needs to get marginally better on defense and he could he could easily be the league MVP. Yeah. So, so who who won MVP this year again? It was uh what's his name from uh, Nuggets, right? Nikolai Jokic. Yep. Yeah. So do you think yeah. you would have a chance back to, to back. beat him? Because he's he's a guy you're going oh, against sure. pretty much. Yeah, for sure. All right. He's the cover boy of NBA two K twenty two. Doncic. They want to give him those they want to give him those accolades. Uh, hopefully it means he's gonna break his leg. <laughs> whenever they put a, Jeez, <laughs> whenever they put someone what on the mean? cover of those Madden games, you remember that the the player you would get injured, them out and break their leg. Got it. <laughs> yeah, the Madden curse. Yeah. Hopefully that moved yeah, that, over the NBA Two K now. <laughs> the Luca curse. Yep. Uh, one of the positive changes, or one of the positive surprises for me this year, was the the Memphis Grizzlies. Overall, just how well they played basketball. They were the number two seed in the West, and they just played so aggressively. And they were probably the toughest team the Warriors faced in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, at least coming out of the Western Conference. And they're still in the the Warriors' mind. I mean, Draymond Green was talking about the, the Memphis Grizzlies during their championship parade. So there's there's something there. Oh yeah. It'll be interesting to see when they play each other over the course of the season, especially if they meet in a playoff series, but you know Memphis blew them out by like 50 at one game. Um mm-hmm. they're a solid solid team that I think is only going to get better and it was a lot of fun watching them in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know, can can Josh stay healthy and and continue to be aggressive as he has been without getting hurt? And even without Jaw, they almost played better without Jaw, which is absolutely insane. But they're they're such a good team. Uh, it'll it'll be really really interesting to see how they continue to develop and grow. But watching them this year was a total surprise for me. I did not expect them to be the number two seed out of the West and and play with the level of intensity that they played with. Yeah, and I should have paid more attention to them during the regular season. I mean, they were second in the regular season on, on the West side, you know, for. Or was it overall? I, th- I mean, definitely in the West, they were second. And then against the Warriors, their playoff series went two to four. You remember that game one where it was, they were only down by one point. Memphis was where Jaw, yeah. he missed that one layup at, at the end. And that, that could have started that playoff series a whole different way and just changed everything, but ended up going down two to four in the end. But yeah, I'm excited for this. The Grizzlies were 56 and 26. They had the second best record in the NBA. Okay, yep. Yeah, but man, and then they, I mean, they almost had Golden State, you know, they they won two games, yeah. that game that you were talking about, where they blew them out, it was, oh, well, I was looking at this other game, <laughs> so game three, it was uh, Memphis lost, it was 112 to 142, but then uh, the, their game five, oh, where's the blowout? There was no blowout, that was what the... There was a blowout, wasn't there? No, there, well, not according to this, maybe it was... Oh, here it is. Game five. So yeah, Golden State was ninety-five, and Memphis Grizzlies was thir- one thirty-four. So it took one yeah, more game <laughs> for for the revenge to happen. You know, yeah. Even the games that yeah. they lost, though, it's only like game four. They only Other lost by the three one. points. Yeah, game three was a blowout, well, but yeah, game four was close. Mm-hmm. 
even game six, eh, maybe not so much, but it was it was incredible. It was an incredible series. Yeah. And they just hated each other so much. Right. And they, Draymond Green got ejected in this game, one of the games. I think that was game. I think that was game one. Um, yeah. And then they ended up losing it by a point. And that's where people are like, "Oh, the NBA's rigged. They wanted they wanted Memphis to win, but they yep. couldn't do it." It's like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was fascinating how how well they played, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see them play next year. Yeah, that was one of my favorite series to watch this year. That was a a real good surprise. I like them. Memphis is actually one of my teams now. You know, like I consider them. One of my favorites, you know, them and the Pelicans. I really like the Pelicans too. So I, I really want to watch those teams more closely next year instead of the Suns. Yeah, for sure. The uh, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies follow me on Twitter. I was very excited about that. That was yeah. the highlight of my, my Twitter week. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Memphis Grizzlies, for making this old man feel happy. <laughs> Someday I'll uh, get a follow. One of the other notes I have. One day, <laughs> I'll give you a follow, Ronnie. <laughs> follow Ronnie on uh, Twitter at JNR underscore B-Ball underscore Ron. Is that right? I think so. <laughs> I haven't been on there oh, in a boy. while. Oh, boy. I think you got it, though. Check out the podcast description. Follow Ronnie. Follow me. Yeah. Make us make us feel like we have friends. Go to JNR Basketball. Type that in the search and you'll find us. Yeah. JNR, Juliet November Romeo Basketball. Uh, the officials are still terrible. Yeah, uh, that that hasn't changed. And I guess that's not really surprising. I don't know. I, it shouldn't be on my surprising list, but it's just an observation is that officiating the NBA is is bad and it continues to be bad. And it doesn't seem like they care to change anything. It's like, yeah, well, we're bad. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, the, the replay rules. I don't think coaches get enough replays when they do review plays. You know, there was a foul. Uh, Al Horford fouled Steph Curry. And they reviewed it. And when you see it in slow motion, there was never any contact. But somehow the refs come away and say, nope, we're going to uphold it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, if you're getting a second chance, fix it. Make the right call. And they just don't seem to have any interest in doing that. And it's really, really frustrating how much officiating, good or bad, well, not good, how, how bad officiating changes the game so much. You get young players in foul trouble, or I guess top players in foul trouble early. It changes the way they play the rest of the game. Yeah. And it's absolutely infuriating to see it constantly happen. And I have no idea how to fix it. I, so it's not like, oh, like all they have to do is this one simple thing. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's a total dumpster fire, but it's bad and they need to do something, even if it doesn't work. They have to do something to try to make it better and then learn from that and improve it the next year. Get incrementally better instead of just shrugging your shoulders and letting this crap go on. Well, I had that really good idea mid-playoffs where I don't think you really like the idea, but I was saying that, you know, we should structure it so they get paid, like they get paid depending on how accurate their calls are. So after the game, they take all the calls and they kind of take a percentage and like, hey, you're 95% correct in your calls, so... You're going to have to lose half your money that we're going to pay you. You got to hold the... Half your money for 5%? Come I on, I mean, Ronnie. I could be adjusted. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> you got 95% of your calls dude, right, if you so get, here's 95% get, of your pay. If you get 5% of the calls wrong in a in a playoff game, yeah, you deserve to lose half your money. You don't deserve to get paid for screwing up the team's chances of winning playoffs. But, I mean, it could be adjusted. All right, that's just for example, you know. But basically, my <laughs> my point is that these guys need to be held accountable for calling the wrong things i'll just just get the call right and then you're gonna have like a group of people you know where they're gonna review these these calls that you're doing and if you got them wrong then you're you're 
held accountable and you you lose out on your money i i i still don't agree with that but i do think there needs to be some accountability whatever that may look like uh whether it be monetary or 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 something but i also think you need to hold the players accountable if the refs miss a call like the the flops the flops drive me nuts mm-hmm. if you get if if you get a flop and you get called for foul the next game and that gets reviewed it's like oh hey you flopped the last game you're suspended for a quarter you're suspended for a half and yeah. slowly start to build that up so that these guys stop doing that crap because the refs are reacting to the to the movement of the players and the players know that, mm-hmm. and that's why they they act the way they do. You know, I think you said it best. I could go up to any player in the NBA. Let's take you know, some of the smaller players like Chris Paul and shove him as hard as I possibly can. He's not going anywhere, yeah. but he bumps into somebody barely, and he flies across the court. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah, when you see Embiid get bumped by a guard, you know, driving to the hoop, and he goes flying across the floor, you're like, come on, like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, no way at all. And it's so infuriating. And you should hold those guys accountable for that stuff. Yeah. Review it after the game and and let there be punishments. Let there be consequences for that. So they mm-hmm. stop doing that because they have the refs wrapped around their little finger with their movements and, and the way that they react to, to getting bumped. But yeah. you see it in super slow motion. It's There's nothing there. It's tough. I think the refs count on themselves to make the call right away. They need to just take maybe a two one second or two second to kind of process it in their head and and don't worry about the crowd reacting to the call being late you know whatever like that just get the call right and if you think you see a flop don't blow the whistle right away just in your head just you know do those micro processings it just real quick okay that was probably a flop let's let's just let the game continue on and and then that player is left on the floor and in, instead of flopping his his person that he's supposed to be guarding is driving past him and that's going to make the players not flop because they're not getting on defense. You know, if basically if the all I'm saying is if the refs quit calling fouls on these flops, the game would be a lot better because the players I would agree. have to stay upright to continue guarding their player. Otherwise, if they flop, then there's going to be no call and their player is going to score. So the refs just need to work on no calls. And then. The opposite side of that, the refs need to start calling technicals now when these players are whining and complaining and getting absolutely out of hand. We saw it with Draymond Green doing whatever he wanted in the finals, and they never called a technical on him. Yeah, um, that you was see with a lot of players that every single play they're complaining. Start teeing those guys up, and I think that's the same for the benches. You know, the Mavericks got fined for having their bench players be like right on that baseline, mm-hmm. um, and it happened again. In the, in the finals, we saw that with a lot of different players. Yeah. Start assessing them technical fouls. Start costing them points, and you're going to see them sitting on that bench real quick. Yeah. Well, I guess you could just move the seats back one row, you know. That might help. Sure. No, I don't think so. I think they're going to be right on that line and, and really – you know, you, you have kids. <laughs> if you tell your kid not to do something, don't cross this line, they're going to come right up to that line, yep. stick their head over it, stick their arms – they're going to test you. Right. And that's exactly what these players are doing. And again, the officials don't have control of what's happening on the court, whether it be on the court or, or, or around the court. And that's their job and they need to do a better job at that. Yep. And the NBA needs to help them be successful and have their back – and and not let these teams just do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. ah, that's it's a little bit of a rant here. I apologize for that. No, I, I like it. I totally agree with so you 100. Frustrating. Yeah, exactly. It would make the game so much better to watch. And this is why people don't want to watch a game because they see this crap and they're just like, what's 
what's going on, NBA? Like, just get your act together and fix this. So the NBA had a, a scandal a few years ago. Well, it's been more than a few years ago where there was a referee that was actually fixing games. Mm-hmm. And that just gives all of the people that think the NBA is fixed just more fuel to the fire yeah. and saying every every NBA season is is rigged. This guy just got caught. And I don't I don't believe that. I don't want to believe that. But they make it so hard sometimes. Well, like with you said, you know, how come Draymond's able to say whatever he wants to the refs and He's, you could see, you could read his lips. Like he's, he's saying bad words. He's saying, he's saying crap. some, yeah, some four letter words. Yeah. yeah. And then the rest are just, they just kind of turn the heads and walk away. You could see clearly that the rest are told not to call a technical on him for some reason. But then other guys, like when I go, keep going back to the Suns because I watch them the most, right? But when Devin Booker gets called for a technical for looking at a ref, I think, I actually think he looked at, some guy after he dunked on him, he just looked at the guy that he dunked on and he walked away and he got it called a technical on that. I was like, come on. Like, and then there's Draymond. Do you, you think, mother effort, do you think, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to Devin Booker here. Do you think because of Devin Booker's dreamy eyes, the ref <laughs> told him before the game, Hey, don't look at me. I'm going to fall in love with you. <laughs> Devin Booker looked at him and he had to he had to well then why doesn't curry get more technicals because have you seen his <laughs> eyes <laughs> oh my goodness that's a good point <laughs> counterpoint <laughs> yeah, lucky son of a bee. <laughs> uh yeah I, don't, I have no idea it's frustrating beyond belief that we, we talked about it a, a thousand times it's like beating a dead horse at this point yeah i just want consistency yeah that's exactly. all i want either always call it it's always a foul or it's always not a foul don't don't change it halfway through a game or or depending on the referee crew or mm-hmm. if the Tony brothers who is really just one guy is, is refereeing <laughs> or that um, that one referee who matter. who uh, every Scott time Foster. well is that him is that the one with Chris Paul where he's played against him that's the Chris Paul okay, yeah. yeah 13 Scott, games Chris Paul has never won a game where Scott 13. Foster was the official might be 0 14 <laughs> yeah that doesn't make sense that doesn't that's a statistical anomaly and that shouldn't exist yeah not in a game. It's impossible. Yeah. Let's let's switch to a happier subject sure. because I feel I feel the rage <laughs> boiling up yeah. now. I'm trying not to get into it as much <laughs> as I already have. <laughs> the the Celtics run was surprising to me. They have a very young core along with some seasoned veterans sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to watch them make their NBA finals run. Yeah. And ultimately fall short of that. But Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum both under 25. Neither one of them played particularly well in the NBA Finals, but they were two games away from being the champions. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see if those guys get better, which, you know, you hope they do. You hope they learn some lessons. I said the same thing about the Suns when we lost in the Finals. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully it happens here. They're not, they're not that far away. I don't think they need to make any wholesale changes. They need a better bench shooter. Mm-hmm. Derek White had some good games. He had a lot of oh, eh, games. Grant Williams had a, one or two good games, but a whole lot of nothing in between. Um, Peyton Pritchard is not the answer. They need they need somebody that can come off the bench and score some points. And I think that is one of the big reasons why they lost is they didn't have that person to turn to. So they had to keep their starters in longer. They weren't able to get a lot of rest and the series just wore them down. Yeah, this is a great team, though. Remember the Suns? They lost the finals last year, and and you would, I would see all these. Oh, did they, Ronnie? Did they lose? <laughs> I would see all these uh, 
little things on them saying like after games or they're in the gym working out, working really hard because they didn't want that to happen again. And I think that this is that team now. It's just same thing. You know, they just lost the finals, but they're going to work their asses off to get back into the gym and get back where they were. And yeah, they don't need to make any changes at all. Really. They just need to work harder. I mean, you made the finals. You, one team had to lose. It just happened to be them. So if they just continue doing what they're doing, they're going to be right back where they were. I think the the pressure of being in the finals maybe got to those guys a little bit too. You know, it's a very young team uh, where the Warriors have been there before. So I think that played a role in it. I think Jason Tatum tried to do too much at times. Uh, Jalen Brown was like a schizophrenic depending on the quarter. Hey, I'm going to shoot good. Oh, I'm going to be terrible. Um, and it just kind of went back and forth. So it was – they're gonna they're gonna be back in the playoffs next year yeah. for sure. Yeah, it, it um, seems like how, how far can they go? It seemed like their plays were kind of falling apart. Like they weren't really running anything. They just kind of were like, "We're good. Let's let's go up there. We'll we'll make it work." You know, they would dribble the ball up, but then once they would get up to the third, you know, half of the court, they just kind of fell apart. You know, they just didn't have anything going. They weren't, they weren't really doing anything. So um, maybe it's because they're. I think this is their coach's first time. Uh, is it? Is it? Is yeah, it he's, rookie a, coach? he's a new head coach. Yeah, so yep. maybe that was part of it. It just didn't know how to handle the team. But maybe it was just everything all together. And just everyone being young. But they're going to learn from this, and they're going to come back strong next year. And you know, I, I, yeah, I, I would so. think that I would place them as my favorites next year to win the championship. I'll, I'll say that. I would. All right. I wouldn't put it past them as long as they're healthy. They're young. They're. I think That's they have the an excellent key, right? team. Healthy. Can you be healthy? Right. They have a young head coach. It's a player's coach. They're playing against all these old teams. They have a good young core. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers, Brooklyn Nets, Suns. Suns are pretty old. Chris Paul. They're getting there. They're getting there. If they trade for KD, they're going to be even older. Exactly. Please don't trade for him. <laughs> <laughs> so the Celtics run was a positive surprise. I, I did not expect them coming out of the East. I, I think I picked against them pretty much the entire way. Um and, you know, they made it. They made it to the finals. Can they get back there? Can they win? Can they make that next step? Uh, the team that they played and the team that they lost to in the NBA finals were the Warriors. And that I also have in my surprise is just how well they clicked in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 11 minutes total is what their big three or maybe their star- – yeah, the big three played total time together over the course of the season. 11 minutes and they head into the playoffs and it just looked – like they hadn't missed a beat. They looked so good. Uh, at times they looked bad, but they just, they were there. They were winning games. They were making shots. Players were stepping up when they needed to. Um, Draymond Green has taken a significant step back as far as his production. Uh, but they made it work. And I was just kind of blown away at how, how they clicked when they finally got to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's a long season and, and they were able to do it. And then Andrew Wiggins, how much he was able to contribute. Uh, especially in the playoffs, to help this team win another championship. That was, to me, one of the biggest surprises. You know, if Steph Curry won the finals MVP, I think if you take him out, if you had to rank them, I, I would say Andrew Wiggins is probably the second on that list nice. uh, for, for finals MVP. He played a really great series, every series during the playoff run. Yeah, over Clay Thompson? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were... He had the, he had the tougher defensive assignments Wiggins did. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, Golden State Warriors, they were fourth for the NBA preseason odds to win the championship. So um, you would have, it was 11 to 1 odds. So that may help everyone. So yeah, you could have made some money there. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. It, it may, really makes me think 
like how important Clay Thompson is to this team and what a big impact he he makes for this team. And he wasn't he wasn't playing at all for the last two years, and they were pretty much last. They were last of that one year, and then here they are back in the championships. What's everyone's together? So yeah, just like you said, they clicked and um, they got that team chemistry. It's like what I always say is if you just keep a team together, you're gonna learn each other more and more every year. You're gonna know that you're gonna be in this spot when you pass the ball. You're gonna know that that player is gonna drive to the rim at this certain point. So they just had that amazing chemistry that that just clicked, and their their bench players helped a lot too. They they really meshed well with these these all stars. Yeah, you know, you say the impact that Clay Thompson had. I think you could look at any team when one of their superstars is out. You're gonna have a significant step back. Their their salary is tied up. Mm-hmm. So you can't sign additional players to kind of help backfill this. And there's not a lot of people that could backfill for Clay Thompson. But when you look at his $40 million, you know, that's that's basically dead money. You can't do anything with that. So yeah. I, I think if you look at any team, if, if DeAndre um, – not DeAndre Aiden. If Devin Booker were to miss the entire season, the Suns are going to be miserable. If um, – you know, Zion was the only one that didn't really work there, right? He missed the entire season, and they were still pretty damn good, the Pelicans. Yeah. But that 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 doesn't – I don't know that – I agree. Clay Thompson is a huge impact player, but I think the other factor is the money that you have tied up in Clay that can't be used to somebody else because he's injured yeah. um, is, is just as significant. Yep, absolutely. Well, yeah, let's go over the Pelicans too. They were my big surprise for the year too. Just I didn't oh, watch sure. him play – at all, like at, for any part of the year, I didn't know a single player once the Suns were playing against him. I was like, who's this team? And then all of a sudden they started winning games against us. I thought we were going to blow them out, you know, 4 no. But no, they, they surprised me big time. They have McCollum. Um, Ingram was a big surprise. Valachunas was all over Aiton, just rebounding him like, oh my God, he, he like out rebounded him by like 4-1, to one, you know, so... <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm really happy for this team. I think they're going in the right direction. I don't like Alvarado, but I do wish he played for my team because <laughs> he's just that pest on the team. That uh, he's he's a perfect match coming off the bench, you know, just just to give these other guards a taste of their own medicine, you know, just messing with them. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this team in the future. And then they get Zion back. So man, this jeez, the sky's the limit there. Yeah. This team is going to be ridiculous next year. I'm really excited to watch them. I got Memphis on my radar, so really, really, I'm excited for this next season. I can't wait. Yeah, so let's let's recap the season. You know, we we <laughs> we just ended. The Celtics and the Warriors played for the NBA Finals. <coughs> the Warriors walk away as the NBA champion. The Finals MVP was Steph Curry. And the MVP of the regular season was Nikolai Jokic, again, winning back-to-back awards. And, you know, it was it was a really, really fun season. The play-in games, those are fun. I, I can see why the NBA added those. Uh, I'm looking forward to those in the future. It's kind of an all-or-nothing sort of gamble to get into the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yep. And we saw that with the Pelicans really giving the Suns a lot of, a lot of trouble there. And um, I don't know if it's... A testament to how good the Pelicans were, or how just unprepared for the playoffs the Suns were, or a little bit of both. But mm-hmm. uh, it was really, really cool season to watch. I, I had a lot of fun watching this season. Um, I was rooting for the Celtics in the finals. Obviously, they lost, but it, it was it was a fun series all the way around. Fun playoffs. Uh, 
and it was it was good to see some surprises happen. It's always good to have some good surprises and bad surprises. Yeah. You don't want it to be too predictable. So the NBA script writers did a great <laughs> job this season. Yeah. And and making some twists and turns, but uh ultimately it was it was a good season. Yeah. A couple of things at the bottom of the list. So you got like the bottom three were the Pistons, the Orlando Magic, and the Rockets. Orlando Magic Magic, they got the first round draft pick this year. The Pistons had it last year. And sometimes it takes a, a few years for these teams to, you know, put a, a good good team together. So I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with them, see what they could do in the offseason as well, too. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yep, thanks, guys. 